Welcome to Suzo. Glad you can make it. I am MD. This program is dedicated exclusively for those with common sense, a spirit of patriotism, and a determination for a more perfect union. Stay tuned as we begin the discussion of a very important, interesting, and enlightening topic. Hope to hear from you soon. Happy listening. Welcome to Suza, the place for common sense. Today is Saturday, October 10th, 2020. My name is Mike Dushan. That can only mean one thing. You are watching the only program which discusses politics, social issues, through the prism of common sense. If you are a Democrat, it goes without saying, you are voting for Joe Biden. If you are a Republican who has common sense, who is a patriot, or you are an independent, not voting for Donald Trump, I strongly encourage you to listen to this program because our country does need help. It's not coming from the Republicans. How do you make sense of the news? Talking points here, sound bites there, chaos, confusion, partisanship, lawmakers with no concern for our constitution, deception, corruption running rampant in Washington. Is it all politics? Join me every day for our regular program, air, 11 a.m., YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, with discussion on social political issues which impact our lives and those of future generations. See you then. Once again, welcome to Suza, the place for common sense. Suza is the new name we have adopted in order to talk about social political issues to discuss legislation policies in the hope that we can help you make better decisions. the united states has always been a country with two major political parties of course under names that have been altered over the many decades but nevertheless it boils down to what we today know those two major political parties as Democrats and Republicans. Obviously, the reason for those two parties is because members of uh, those two respective parties, they have different ideology, different approaches to government. We talk about that just a tad. Uh, during uh, the process of debating 
the divide, the big divide in the United States of America. It is something that has never left us in terms of discussion, but whenever election season approach, this is the time you will recognize whether individuals of either political party are patriot or just democrat or just republicans. It is important to note that in the past, you would find individual who would very easily take the position of voting for a candidate that they believe would do better for the country. We're not talking about policies or legislations. We're talking about the future of this country. By now, it should not be any surprise to anyone living here on, in the United States that the big divide has been expanded. Only this time, the country is in serious trouble. And I don't use that, don't say that lightly. It is nothing like the big divide that you've been hearing that political pundits, expert reporters, journalists have been talking about. No, we're talking about a divide almost in the light of what precipitated, precipitated the country into the civil war. While that might sound if stretch in terms of are we heading to another civil war? It goes without saying that the current predicament that we have has all the pieces in place for something of this magnitude to happen once again in the United States of America. The first time we know why it happened. Slavery. The president, Abraham Lincoln, at that time, decided to put an end to this type of inhuman treatment of blacks. He gambled his presidency, but he eventually won the fight between good and evil. There were many millions of people on the other side of history that would not, for any reason in the world, recognize the evil that they were doing and change heart and change side and decide to join Abraham Lincoln to put an end to that dark practice in their lives. Which gave rise to the civil war 
according to Moss historical data cost the lives of almost 1 million individuals in the United States of America. Of course, when you read about those things, they sound very far-fetched history. Things that you would never live to see. God forbid, this is the United States of America. One would never see anything of this sort happen again in the United States. We had at that time a president who understood that evil cannot be condoned and he did what any patriot would do. He put on the line his political career in order to put an end to a practice that was evil, unfortunately embraced by millions of individuals in the country. And fast forward to today, who continue to believe that things should have stayed that way. Just like it was during the Civil War, the country found itself once again in a predicament where we have millions of people, once again, the very same people who wanted slavery to stick around, who wanted to continue to practice evil, once again, we see those same people wringing their ugly hearts, led by one of the most devilish individual and leading the country once again to a predicament that might be another dark period in the history of the Republic. Every four years, we go to the poll, we elect an individual that, for good or for bad, we think would do good by the country. Someone who the first act would be to swear to protect the nation, to uphold the constitution of the nation. And for the most part, for the past 200 plus years, every single president that has occupied the Oval Office kept their words. No, they were not perfect. They did not do things the way that we always liked. None of them probably did. But one thing, one common denominator for all those people who had been president of the United States was the fact that all of them, they didn't just take an oath to defend the nation, an oath to uphold the constitution, but they strive to live by it. 
and they show that they made every effort possible to do that. As I mentioned, they weren't necessarily successful, but they made the effort to do so. In 2016, the country elected for the first time an individual who doesn't give a hoot about the Constitution of the United States, who doesn't make any effort to uphold the Constitution, who doesn't make any effort to protect the nation, but found millions of individuals, just like it was during slavery, who are willing to plunge the country into another dark period because once again, they would rather side with evil, they would rather do what's evil, what, what's Machiavellian, instead of responding to their better angels. For the first time that we've seen, Republicans, independent, Democrats, or at least a few Republicans, have come to recognize that the country is in a period of crisis. Not caused by a foreign government, not caused by terrorists, but by the very individual placed to protect the nation, to lead the nation, to unite the nation, that individual is responsible for that problem. That's why today I encourage you, if you are a Republican, if you are an independent, and you recognize that indeed Donald Trump is bad for America, and he is. It's not an opinion. It's not a speculation. We've seen what Donald Trump has done to the nation. We witness it. We live it every single day. No, we recognize that in every society, there are bad elements. That's inevitable. As great as the United States of America is, we cannot avoid having in our midst bad elements. Just a few days ago, 13 people were arrested, 13 Americans were arrested because they were trying to do, commit terrorist act against an elected governor in Michigan, an individual who acted to protect them. It is impossible to help people who cannot recognize they are in the wrong. Or even worse, people who do not want to admit they are in the wrong.
Today everything is framed in terms of politics. And that's one of the greatest danger our nation is confronting. As if it is a fight between Democrats and Republicans. As I mentioned many times here in this program, the fight that the United States has been having has never been a fight between Democrats and Republicans. It has always been a struggle, a fight between ignorance and knowledge. Millions of Republican supporters of Donald Trump today choose deliberately to stay and live in ignorance. Test the fight between those who are trying to show to teach them that they are living in ignorance. Now they're fighting the other side, pretending that they're fighting against Democrat, when in fact, all they're doing is fighting against knowledge. They are determined to stay and live in ignorance. Is it a Democrat thing to say that Donald Trump is a liar? Is it a Democrat thing to say that Donald Trump is incompetent? Or is it a Democrat ideology to say that Donald Trump has exacerbated the divide in our country? Is it a Democrat ideology to say that Donald Trump has not tried to unite the country? Is it a Democrat ideology to say that Donald Trump has been trying to sabotage the election? And the list is a very long list. And if one is unable to recognize that those actions do not align with the system that we have here that has provided America the freedom and that has guided other countries to emulate or at least to try to emulate what we have, then we have a much more serious problem. I invite you Republican who have already come to the conclusion that Donald Trump is bad for America, to independent who have also come to that conclusion to help family members, friends, colleagues, acquaintances. Because it is difficult for anyone to help individual who cannot even spend a second to listen to reason or even much worse who do not have the ability to process reason. The United States is going through this crisis because first, we have the most, the least competent individual in the Oval Office, an individual who doesn't care about anyone but himself, also surrounded by people who are self-serving egomaniac and as far as the United States of America, it just doesn't matter. America goes to hell if they can keep their power. America can be run down to the ground 
as long as they can keep their position, as long as they can keep making money, as long as they okay. What happened to the rest of the country? What happened to the rest of us? Who gives it them? It is with a lot of sadness that every day that I wake up and find out that we have a serious problem in the country. Today we're going to talk about voting because we are just 23 days away from the general election. Now to Democrats, to some independent, and to some Republican, especially those who have already recognized that Donald Trump has caused enough damage to the country, they have been making a lot of effort to make sure that they put an end to Donald Trump administration. But I approach the subject with a lot of sadness because every time that I look at the poll, while the poll is showing that Donald Trump is losing to Joe Biden, while it is comfort to see that's happening, but the sadness that I have watching the poll, which you will understand in just a moment, is something that we have to work at even beyond Donald Trump. One of the things that I realized, as I mentioned earlier, the fight that we as a nation, we have been engaging to, when we say Democrat, Republican cannot come together, that's the expression used by political pundits, that's the expression used by reporters, by journalists, by people who are trying to make sense of what's going on in the country. But if you've been watching this program, I've been telling you for the past two plus years that the fight that we have in the United States of America is not between Democrats and Republicans. The fight is between knowledge and ignorance until we recognize that problem we're not going to solve America's problem. You see, Democrats, Republicans, the constituent, they aspire to the exact same thing. They want better health care. They want better life for their children. They want to be to feel safe at home. They want to make a little bit more money. They want to improve their financial life, their financial health. They want the government to protect them. They want to have, to be able to breathe good air, not polluted air. They want to be able to drink clean water, not polluted water. Those are not Democrats or Republicans. Those are the kind of thing that anyone, Democrat, Republican, Independent, aspires to. Now, we may have different ways of looking at how to solve that problem, but the fact remains the basic necessity of life. Democrats and Republicans aspire to that. 
the big divide comes because we have our politician who cannot but come and make a quid pro quo in order for them to keep their job forever, however incompetent they are. And I'm gonna show you, I've been talking about that a great deal. The difference when we talk about Democrats and Republican constituent, Republican constituent are naive, gullible, and they're more inclined to conspiracy theories. You don't believe me? You don't have to. We have plenty of example that we have provided you here in this program. Here's one that's fairly recent and that you can easily relate to. During Obama tenure, 56% of Republicans believe that he was not a legitimate president because he was not born in the country. 56%. That's what we call majority in this country. I ironically, and that's something we're going to talk about as well, that we very rarely, we barely get 56% of the population to vote during election time. So you have 56% of Republicans who believe nonsense. Republican, they very inclined to conspiracy theories. And the reason is very simple. The quid pro quo we're talking about come from their leaders. And this is the, the, the gravest danger that this country is confronting. GOP leaders, they encourage, they nurture the ignorance of their supporters. And in return, the supporters cheer and worship the incompetence of their leaders. That's something we've been watching for decades and we've seen it firsthand under Donald Trump. It's magnified under Donald Trump, but we're watching that evolving right under our eyes. There is no one in this country with a logical mind that can argue the fact that Donald Trump is an incompetent individual. No one can argue that. There is no one in this country with a logical mind that can argue that Donald Trump is a man of no character. There is no one in this country who can argue the fact that Donald Trump is a man of no moral value, no moral principle. Those are not arguable because we watch those things happening under our eyes on a regular basis.
So once again, I ask you, what would be a reason for any individual to support that person and to want that individual to be your leader? The answer is very simple. The GOP leaders, they encourage ignorance and the supporters in return, they cheer and worship the incompetence of their leaders. Yes, you may want to shrug that off, but we're leaving that. Donald Trump encouraged the ignorance of their support of his supporters. That's how Donald Trump strives. He made them feel good about their ignorance. He made them feel good about where they're at. They cheer, they clap the, the, their own ignorance. And it's not just Donald Trump doing that. Donald Trump happened to be better at it. It is something that the Republican leaders have been exploiting from the Republican constituent. And I mentioned that before in this program, that had it not been for the ignorance of the Republican constituent, the Republican leaders would not have a job. I've been proposing and providing example in this program, and I mentioned many times here, we have 100 years of data that show unequivocally that the Republican leaders rely exclusively on the ignorance of the Republican constituent in order for them to hold on to power. Completely, exclusively. So that means we do have a problem in this country. So we're not trying to change people from one political party to the other. All we're saying is, why not try to educate them? There is a reason the Republican leaders do not want the constituent to be educated. There is a reason for that. There is a reason why they lie to them. There is a reason why they deceive them. Because as far as they're concerned, the dumber that the Republican constituents are, the more gullible that they are, the more naive that they are, the better it is for them because they can keep their job, they can continue to hold on to power. So why do you think during the Obama tenure that you have Republican legislators who continue to peddle the message? Even Mark Meadows, who is today Donald Trump, chief of staff, caught on tape saying exactly those kind of things. We're not talking about just individual, any type of individual, you know, people of the street that you say, oh, Joe, those people are just, you know, they, they, they ignorant people, they didn't go to school, they don't understand those things. We're not talking about those type of people. We're talking about legislators peddling those messages. 56% of the people in a political party is not just one or two people. It's millions of people. When I say that the Republicans live in ignorance, this is not a speculation. This is not an opinion. This is a fact. You can research it. You can Google it. You can find example after example of that. And Republican leaders, instead of educating, educating their supporters, 
They nurture their ignorance because they figure that the day that the Republican constituent becomes smart, they, Republican leaders, they would not have a job. That's the reason that they are gung-ho of deceiving their Republican constituent. And in the process, they dummifying the country. Donald Trump, which who are taking advantage of that. Yes, everybody is pointing fingers to Donald Trump. That's rightfully so. He's the president of the United States. He's supposed to be held to a higher standard. But Donald Trump is not the first one. He's not the only one. And beyond Donald Trump, we're still going to have that problem because that problem existed way before Donald Trump became president. Republican leaders rely, have relied on the Republican, on the ignorance of the Republican constituent in order to hold on to their job. Why don't they tell them the truth? Why don't they educate them? Why don't they speak exactly what they're trying to say? Why do they have to lie to them? Why do they have to deceive them? You want more example? Don't have to go far. February of 2017, Republican leaders drumbeat of the tax cut that they tell the Republican constituent it's for the people. $1.5 trillion. Guess what? 1.2 out of that went to large corporations. But they lie and deceive the Republican constituent and make them believe it's for them. Republican leaders rely exclusively on the ignorance of the Republican constituent in order to hold on to power, in order for them to hold on to their job. Had it not been for the ignorance of the Republican constituent, the Republican leaders in Washington would not have a job. That's something I guarantee the day that Republican leaders decide to come out and tell the Republican constituent what is true without lying to them, without deceiving them, I guarantee you they will have all have to pack their bags and leave Washington because the constituent will become smart enough to realize that they're not working on their behalf. So, what is the solution? I already know that Republican constituents, supporters of Donald Trump, they don't listen to programs like this because they're looking for programs that praise their ignorance, that elevate their ignorance. They want to feel good about their ignorance. And this is not the program for that. Because what we try to do here is to perfect the union. And ignorance is a big obstacle to that. So, we're not too hopeful that they're gonna spend the time understanding what's being discussed here. Because that's not what they have in mind. They do not have the, they, they're not patriot enough to bring themselves to understand that they are being led astray. They are being misled. They are being deceived by their leaders and it's time for them to take a step back and learn the truth about 
what's going on in the United States of America. Bill Barr and Donald Trump have joined hands in order to discredit the U.S. election. If you want to take a guess as to why, do you want to take a guess as to why? Well, I'm not going to let you guess. So let's try to explain that to you in lame term. Because at the very least, if you understand what is currently going on, there is an election that's approaching with 23 days away from the election. And by all account that Donald Trump is losing the election. And we have Bill Barr associating, uh, joining hands with Donald Trump, of course, along with all the minions surrounding Donald Trump, trying to discredit the election. Talk about voter fraud. Talk about rig election. As I mentioned before, and I'll mention it again, Republican leaders rely exclusively on the ignorance of the Republican constituent in order to hold them to their job. And that's the gravest threat that this country is facing. I know you've been listening to a lot of political pundits that are telling you a lot of stories about why this country is divided. I'm here to tell you that the country is not divided because of Democrat cannot, cannot really uh, agree with Republican. It's because the Republican leaders have made it their business. This is a tool for them to nurture the ignorance of their constituent because that's the only way they know how to hold on to their job. Let's figure how that happened. Someday soon, the time of Trump will pass. This circus of incompetence, corruption, and cruelty will end. When it does, the men and women in Trump's Republican Party will come to you, telling you they can repair the damage he's done. They'll beg you to forget their votes to exonerate Trump from his crimes, ask you to forgive their silence, their cowardice, and their betrayals as Trump wrecked this nation. Every time they had a choice between America and Trump, they chose Trump. Every time they were called to the service of this nation and their sacred oath, they chose Trump. Every time. Learn their names. Remember their actions. And never, ever trust them again.
we are discussing the state of affair in this country. Most importantly, the upcoming election and why the United States is in the predicament it is in today. The big divide you've been hearing about between Democrats and Republicans it's just an expression that's used by people who do not understand what's going on in order to explain to you what they think is going on. But in this program and in many of my publications, I make it very clear that the big divide has never been between Democrats and Republicans. It has always been between knowledge and ignorance. Republican leaders before Donald Trump even fathomed the idea of presidency, have been lying, deceiving, misleading their constituents. This is not anything new. And this election season, I understand that it is a process that we just started that not many of you would have already grasped that very simple basic concept that indeed those people are elected in order to advance the affairs of the country. But they have discovered a good way. Now, I want to pause for a moment. I'm not trying to say that the Democrat legislators are sent. But there is a major difference that I propose to you a thousand times and I challenge anyone to prove me wrong. The Democrats, they have their flaws, the Democrat leaders, but there is one thing that you have to give the Democrat leaders. They do not take the Democrat constituent for stupid. They put their cards on the table because they know the Democrat constituent are smart and they're not going to try to deceive them. That doesn't mean they don't lie. But as you can see in the Democrat circle, Democrat constituents, they don't just fall in line. They push back. They demand explanation. In the Republican circle, on the other hand, everyone falls in line. Mitch McConnell said left, everyone from the people in Washington, the senator, the congressman, to everyone across the nation, everyone falls in line no matter how wrong he is. That's the big difference between Democrats and Republicans. Republican constituents do not think for themselves. And that's the reason Republican leaders are, are able so easily to manipulate them, to deceive them. Because they just fall in line. This is not how democracy works. When you have one individual who just tell you, this is the way things are, we're gonna do it that way, and everybody say, yes, sir. And that's exactly what Donald Trump has been doing and is trying to do to, to our nation. Now, that's a big difference between Democrat and Republican. The Democrat leaders know better. The Republican leaders already figure out that they can easily lie to the Republican constituent, they can easily manipulate them, they can easily feed them any kind of, of, of lies and deception, and they will buy it because they're gullible, they're naive, they don't know any better. You don't have to take my words for it.
Donald Trump, since he has occupied the Oval Office, has lied to Republican supporters of his. Donald Trump has never said anything that is true. He has lied to everyone about everything. And guess what? They're still supporting Donald Trump. That's not a lie. That's not a deception. For me to tell you that Republican constituent, they are naive, they are gullible, they fall in line. They don't have a mind for themselves. Somebody else does the thinking for them and they tell them left, left, right, right. No matter what they tell them to do, they do it. They say jump, they say ah, hi, they just fall in line. And that's the greatest danger that the, this country is facing. That you don't have smart people in the Republican Party that can question, that can challenge their leaders because whatever the leaders tell them, they buy, they repeat it, they echo it, they defend it. We have people today who are defending Donald Trump. Yes, today we still have people that are defending him for everything that he has done, every damage he has caused, every rule he has broken, every single thing that he has done to the country. We have people, we're not even talking about people in his administration, we're talking about, about people on the street legislators, congressmen, governors, mayors that are defending Donald Trump. You may want to think because they're Republican. Because that's usually the, 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 the thinking process. You know, the Republicans stick with the Republic, Republican. Democrats stick with Democrats. When Bill Clinton was impeached, 38 Democrats joined the Republican because they too think that's not acceptable. When Donald Trump was impeached, not a single Republican joined in as if Donald Trump didn't do anything to be impeached. Republican leaders exploit the ignorance, the gullibility, the naiveness of the Republican constituent. That's the only way they know how to hold on to power. And unfortunately, the Republican constituent are too naive, too gullible, too ignorant for them to realize that they're being dragged by the nose. So they continue to support their leaders. That's the greatest danger that this country is confronting. A few days ago, Mike Pence, in a debate with Kamala Harris, was asked a very simple question. A very basic question. Donald Trump lose. Would you encourage, accept, to, for, for the transfer of power? Mike Pence never answered the question. A very simple, basic question. Donald Trump, something. Those are the people who took off to defend, to protect, to uphold the Constitution of the United States. Here they are, publicly unable to even say, yes, we will abide by the Constitution of the United States. Why are they able to do that? Because they're able to capitalize on the ignorance of the Republican constituent. Because if they knew the Republican constituent would go after them for not supporting the Constitution of the United States, they would be forced to say, yes, we will do that. Instead, 
they figured why say it? The Republican constituent are too dumb to understand that they are de destroying the very fabric of our society. They are undermining the democracy that we have. They are too stupid to understand that. So the Republican leaders, they capitalize on the ignorance of the Republican constituent. So when I tell you that, it's not just a damn Democrat, you know, gibberish of a damn Democrat. There are example after example that prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Republican leaders, they really think that, believe that this is a tool that they have, they continue to exploit it. That is a sad thing for America. A country that expands the lives of its soldiers. A country that spends trillions of dollars in taxes to go to other nations to say, we're going to provide you freedom so that you can vote. You're gonna we're going to free you from the dictators so that you can Choose whomever you want. Yeah, right here in the United States of America, the Republicans usually are at the forefront drumming the beat of war. They're the one suppressing people from voting. They're the one putting obstacles uh, uh, in front of people for voting. They're the one coming up with all kind of rational excuses to prevent people from voting. But they're patriots if you ask any of them. This program is not a program for Democrat or Republican. It's a program for patriots, people who actually care about the future of the United States of America. People who understand that when you have a leader that defies the Constitution, that ignores the Constitution, that individual is not someone you should support. Because yes, that individual may belong to your political party, but that individual is a danger to our society. When someone who takes an oath to uphold the Constitution, to defend the Constitution, is the same individual that's destroying it or helping destroying it, and you don't have anyone in that political party that can stand and say, you know what? I am a Republican, but I'm not going to stand for that because that is against the Constitution of the United States. Oh, no! You know, it's a Republican that said, let me not say anything. Now, there are many people in the Republican Party who are unfortunately have been brainwashed. As I mentioned in this program, you have two groups of people in the Republican Party. You have the group that exploits the ignorance and the group that's living in ignorance. Donald Trump, as I mentioned, has mastered the art 
of lying to people and making sure that they listen to him. But that's not something that happened, you know, in the void overnight. The Republican Party in general, its leaders have embraced the Machiavellian approach of lying, deceiving their constituent, and capitalizing on the ignorance of the constituent. There was a guy that every time we talk about him, we always say that this is one of the monsters that have lived in modern time. Adolf Hitler. And one of his most frequently used slogan is, if you tell a big enough lie and tell it frequently enough, it will be believed. Now, once I mention Adolf Hitler, automatically I already see a number of Republicans, including those who have been using that same approach, pretending that they, they don't do that. If you tell a big enough lie and tell it frequently enough, it will be believed. I gave you an example just earlier about Republican who peddle the message of Obama not having been born in this country and become an illegitimate president. How did that happen? Through repetition. If you tell a big enough lie and tell it frequently enough, it will be believed. By the time that Obama took enough to, into the Oval Office, 56% of the Republicans believe that lie. 56%, the majority. Republican leaders have embraced Adolf Hitler's ways of governing, of running the country, lying to their constituent, deceiving their constituent, lie to them over and over and over, and eventually they believe it. Donald Trump happened to have mastered that. That's why you see Donald Trump repeat the same lie, even when it's so obvious. It's the book. He repeated over and over and over. And what do you see? You see the people who support him keep repeating the same lies over and over. You remember the Mueller's investigation? It's a hoax. It's a hoax. It's become a song. And everybody in Trump's circle repeating it's a hoax it's a hoax it's a hoax it's a hoax you think it's some some a song that's becoming number one that's the way that machiavellian people work that's the way the republicans party has leaders have always behaved towards their constituent if you tell a big enough lie and tell it frequently enough, it will be believed. That's not just Donald Trump coming with that. Donald Trump embraced it. He become better at it. He has a big mouth. So, of course, we think it's Donald Trump. No! The Republicans have been doing that for a very long time. That's their tools. That's how they control their constituents. As far as they're concerned, if the constituents stay ignorant, the better. And what you're hearing is not gibberish. It's proven. And I can prove it to you time and time again. 
I'm not going to give you the detail, but we did talk about, for instance, Medicare in 1965. When Medicare was proposed for people who have get, got, well, got whole all. And that's when they need health care more frequently. So when Lyndon Johnson proposed Medicare, Republicans said, socialism, and they lie. They say it's gonna be costly. The country is gonna be going down the socialism path. Even Ronald Reagan at that time, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't in politics yet, he was in Hollywood. Even Ronald Reagan wrote to the Republican in Washington to say, do not let that happen because it's gonna be socialism in the United States of America. Republican leaders rely exclusively on the ignorance of the Republican constituent in order to hold on to power. Ask your father, ask your parents, ask your grandparents, and later on, most likely you. When you get older, Medicare is gonna be the system that you use in order to take care of your health. But Republican, when it was introduced, told you that it's socialism. It's gonna, it's gonna be bad for the United States of America. The United States of America is heading towards the wrong path. Socialism. That's Republican leaders. When Social Security was introduced in 1935, the exact same thing that happened. Republican, all of them opposed it. Why do you think so? It's socialism. It's going to bankrupt the country. My God, those Democrats. That's the way Republicans are. They've always been that way. It has never been any different. Republican leaders rely exclusively on the ignorance of the Republican constituent in order to hold on to power. When Obama introduced the Healthcare Act, aka Obamacare, all the Republicans, oh my God, this is gonna cost job, this is gonna be costly, this is socialism. Republican leaders rely exclusively on the ignorance of the Republican constituent in order to hold on to power. Why do you think they peddle those kind of messages? It's because they know the Republican constituent are too darn ignorant for them to understand what is going on. Donald Trump just capitalized on what Republican leaders have been doing for decades. As you can see, your Republican leaders, they do not have your best interests at heart. They say they do. Oh, they're very good at framing it. Oh, it's a damn Democrat. You know, the socialism. They, you know, those socialists, they're going to bring the country down to socialism. That's what Republican leaders always bring forth because they use one single word to explain to you a very complex issue and they figure that the Republican constituent are too darn ignorant to understand any complex issue so they'll go along with it. Ask your parents, ask your grandparents what would they do if they no longer receive social security. 
Now, why exactly are Republicans trying to suppress votes? Why are they trying to do that? An easy flash news for you. For as long as we can remember, it's always exclusively Republicans who always have tried to suppress vote, to prevent people from voting, to come up with all kinds of explanation in order to bar, bar people from voting. Why is that? Why is it that the, the only action that provide the people the opportunity to choose Republicans trying to prevent that from happening? Ask yourself that question. I'm not telling you a story or I'm not giving you an opinion here. That part is indisputable. It is a fact. The most important question is why? Not whether it's true or not, but why? And that's something you need to understand because our country is going through a period. We're going to go to election season and it's right back into the spotlight. Republican once again moving all the pieces in place trying to prevent people from voting. Why? This is what makes our system of democracy so different from the rest of the world. Because we have the freedom to go to the poll without being intimidated. And yet, Republican leaders never miss an opportunity to prevent, to put obstacle, to intimidate those who want to participate in the election process. Why? We'll tell you in just a moment. be outraged because this is not a matter of being Democrat or being Republican because the very reason that our democracy survives is because of that very structure of our government the minute that you don't have any oversight then at that point the idea of democracy in the United States of America ceases to exist so if you are a Republican and you think it's okay 
then you too are no patriot. There is no other word of saying it. No matter what you hear people saying, trying to sugarcoat, trying to go around to explain it to you, that's all it means. If you are okay with what is currently going on, with Donald Trump, with the Republican Party, you categorically are not a patriot. again welcome to Sousa my name is Mike Dushan and we are talking about the election and why the Republican leaders always exclusively always stand in the way of our democracy I want you to understand that this is not an opinion this is not an assumption this is not a speculation it is a fact that every election, it happens throughout the year, in different ways it's happening. But during the election season time, this is when you see Republican leaders in overdrive trying to prevent voting from happening. Currently, across the nation, they are all in court, have an army of lawyers in court trying to prevent people from sending their mailing, their, their mailing ballot. I mean, think about that for a moment. If you were to tune into the news, if you were to tune into the news and you hear that in, in Afghanistan, the president is doing everything possible to, 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 to stop the mailing vote. The first thing that would come to your mind is, oh my God, when are those people going to be, to have freedom? When are they gonna accept that it's okay for people to vote any way they want? You would have 10,000 things to say about that. If you were to wake up and hear that in Russia, Vladimir Putin is trying to sabotage the election. Oh my God, you'll have a lot of things to say. Well, it's happening right here in the United States of America. The president of the United States of America, the Republican legislators are the one doing it. Is it different because it's Republican doing it? You see, a system of democracy is only as strong as the people who actually want it. If you are okay with the Republican doing that, you already say as much about yourself. So saying that you are a patriot, it's a nice word to say. The devil can say he's a patriot. Anyone can say they're a patriot, but that doesn't make one a patriot. You see, a patriot 
as you just heard on the announcement, is someone that would sacrifice even his or her own life in order to defend what's important, what's dear, our democracy, our freedom. Now we have Republican leaders, people who are supposed to protect that are the ones that are preventing people from voting, from exercising that right. We're sending our soldiers to foreign countries to fight for that. We're spending trillions of dollars in taxpayers' money in order for other people to have that right to vote. But here in the United States of America, we have Republicans, Republicans exclusively, trying to prevent people from voting. Oh yes, I know, it is not you cannot stand that guy because what is he talking about? It is very sad. Sometimes when you hear my frustration, the frustration in my voice is because it is frustrating. A country like the United States of America should have not have to cope with those kind of problems. The country has been a, a, well, at least we're thinking, has been a free country for over two centuries. And yet, the very basic of democracy is still on the line. That a political party, the Republican Party exclusively, the Republican leaders exclusively, are doing everything possible to prevent people from voting. They come up with all kind of explanation. Oh my God, voters fraud, mailing fraud, rigged election. They come up with all kind of explanation that we all know is false. Right here in this program, we debating and provide you information that two decades of data, 20 years of data prove that in America, there is no voter fraud. So when you hear Republicans telling you that, they're lying, they're deceiving you. That's what they expect because they capitalizing on your ignorance. That's what they do. They do not believe that they can stay in power if they tell you the truth. They do not believe they can stay in power if they work for more people to vote. They believe that their political career is over the minute that more people understand their rights to vote, more people have the ability to vote, more people are encouraged to vote, they know that the political career is over. So they try everything humanly possible. So they'll ask the question, why would they have an army of lawyers in front of the court trying to prevent people from sending their ballot by mail. Why? Because they rely on the fact when they tell you voter fraud, you're gonna say, oh yeah, voter fraud. Because Republican constituent, they capitalize, the Republican leader, Capital, capitalize on the ignorance of the Republican constituent in order to carry on those type of things. Why do you think Donald Trump doesn't have any respect for the Constitution?
You can answer the question to yourself, but the answer is very simple. He takes advantage, advantage he exploits the ignorance of his supporters to continue to support him even when he destroys what has made America the envy of the world. So when I see a poll like this, that's coming out of Fox, by the way, showing that Joe Biden is winning 53% to 43% to the Democrats, it's good news. To me in particular, it is sad. It is sad because 43% 43% of people who are registered to vote support Donald Trump 43% Donald Trump try to get a foreign entity to get involved in our election process they said you know it's okay by us doesn't matter the Constitution who cares when the Mueller investigation comp was completed and said that Donald Trump campaign collaborated with Russia all hell broke loose Bill Barr, appointed by Donald Trump, came out and tried to make it look like that never the case. A couple of months ago, the Republican-led Intelligence Committee came to the same conclusion, that unequivocally that Donald Trump collaborated with Russia to win the 2016 presidential election. What that simply means is, if you were to be a patriot, right about now, the 43% that I'm looking at should come close to zero. Because patriot would say that we cannot accept a, an individual who collaborated with a foreign government, America number one enemy to win an election. You know what they say? Oh well. Donald Trump was caught red-handed having the postmaster trying to sabotage the mail-in by vote. Again, that's another impeachable offense according to the Constitution of the United States. They say, oh well. When I tell you that Republicans, especially supporters of Donald Trump, are not patriot, that's not just a statement. That's a statement of fact. Because Patriot would never stand for some for things like that. And those are not a thing. It's every time that you look, Donald Trump does something that shred the, the letter of the Constitution. And the people that support him continue to support him. But they would want 
want you to think that they are patriot. They are not patriot. They can try to convince themselves all they want. They are patriot, but patriot would not stand for someone who is shredding the very constitution that you always want to to bring forth to the conversation. Oh, my constitution right. You know, I have the constitutional right to bear arms. If you so believe that the constitution is not is that important, why would you accept someone to destroy it? It's because you don't. Donald Trump was asked if he would peacefully transfer power to the next president. He never answered yes. Are you okay with that? Because, you know, why transfer power? You always wanted a dictator. The rest of us doesn't. The next debate, the next presidential debate, the second one, was supposed to take place on the 15th of October. The election committee, having uh, come to the conclusion that Donald Trump is sick, he has contracted the virus, and he has, there is all indication that he still has the virus, suggested having the debate done in, with, in a virtual format. So Donald Trump bailed out. So the second debate will not take place. Now we don't know if the third debate will take place either, but for now, that's where we at. There is not going to be a second debate. Now, it is important to note that Joe Biden will have a town hall meeting, I believe, uh, whether it's in Pennsylvania or it's going to be held uh, uh, in uh, at the site of the debate, I'm not certain, but on the 15th of October, uh, Joe Biden is going to use that date in order to have a town hall meeting and answer question of uh, a constituent who would have question they would have asked in the first place. So he will have that time dedicated to you, the constituent, in order to ask the question you may have for him to answer. Donald Trump did mention that he's gonna use that time for him to have his other rallies. As I mentioned, that Donald Trump is sick. And there is a pretty good chance that he's still going to be sick and going to continue to shed. And those people who are going to attend, they too will pay a price for their ignorance and their stupidity. It is also worth noting that 
Chris Christie was hospitalized, has been discharged. Chris Christie, former governor of New Jersey, also now member of Donald Trump uh, campaign team, especially he was uh, part of the debate team. Uh, he was hospitalized because he contracted the virus. He's been discharged and recuperating at home. The virus is doing the round. In fact, it has been on the increase across the world, including right here in the United States. In fact, Dr. Birch uh, did warn the country that the Nortis, remember what happened in the Nortis a few months ago when New York was the epicenter of the virus? And it looks like New York is again seeing an increase in the number of uh, of cases of infection and Dr. Birch who is now the face of individual of the individual uh, uh, talking for the White House now she's uh, warning the public to continue to wear your mask to continue to practice social distancing and to continue to observe the advice of your health professional because we're seeing once again an increase in the spread of the coronavirus. Wisconsin is today the, considered the epicenter of the virus in the United States. For the past seven days, they have seen an increase, a steady increase in the number of people who have been infected and the death toll also has been rising. I mentioned to you earlier that Bill Barr and Donald Trump has joined hands in order to sabotage our election, in order to discredit our election. Those are the kind of things that any patriot, no matter which political party you belong to, you should not stand for. So if you find yourself defending Trump, then you already know that you are no patriot. You can scream at the top of your lawn that you are a patriot, but in reality, you are not. Because it's not about the individual, it's about what we have as a nation that needs to be preserved. And at this point, Donald Trump and Bill Barr are destroying that trying to discredit the U.S. election. When was the last time you heard any president since the foundation of our republic trying to do as much damage to the election process? That has never happened before. So suddenly, we have a problem in our election. Suddenly, it just happened that we wake up one day and, oh my God, we have problem. It's because those people, they don't care about the Constitution. They don't care about our democracy. They don't care at all. So when I see that 43% of the people registered to vote still supporting Donald Trump, that we have a crisis in the United States of America. As I showed you many times here in this program, 
in 2016 100 100 million people eligible to vote did not vote in 2016 and it looks like it's not going to be any different according to uh I believe uh, the organization that uh, did uh, uh, the survey is called Brennan Center. If you look at on your screen, the item that I circle in red show a more than 50% less people who have registered to vote in those states for instance in arizona you see that in comparison to 2016 65 percent less people are registered to vote look at oregon in comparison to 2016 we have now 87 percent less people registered to vote. In fact, when I look at those numbers, I keep asking myself the question, could it be an error? Could it be a mistake? Is it possible that we would have that many people who decide not to vote? For those of you who listen to this program on my podcast, I strongly encourage you to visit the website because those details are important for you to understand exactly how much of a crisis the country is in. Because if we having that kind of problem in the number of people registered to vote, we having people, less people registered to vote. That in addition to the effort done by the Republicans to prevent people from voting, that means the United States of America is heading towards a non-democratic country. Because less and less people are opting not to vote. That is a huge number of people. Now, I have to be fair that this particular snapshot was taken on September 21st. Now, which means the percentage may have gone down a little bit, but September 21st, 2020, that this year, just a few weeks ago, that's what we have as number of people who are registered to vote and in those states that you see in red in particular there are more than 50 percent of the people who were registered to vote in 2016 now decided not to register to vote that's a huge number of people now the only thing you see in green is in the state of Al uh, in the state of alaska where there are 85% more people registered to vote this year than we had in 2016. So the question is why? 
are less and less people registering to vote. Now, I do have a theory, which I will share with you on Monday. But there is also some good news. The number of people who registered to vote in those states that you see with a with the small pink rectangle, those states show an increase in the number of people registered to vote in those states. The highest happened in Maine, where you have more than 77% of the people registered to vote. And the lowest happened in Idaho, was just 70%, just under 70% of the people registered to vote. That's still a high number. So those states are the states where we see a huge increase in the number of people who registered to vote. Maine, which is far right on your screen, ME, 77% of the people on that state registered to vote. Iowa, which is right under Wisconsin, in the middle part of, of uh, in the middle of the of the map, Wisconsin is on top, which is also one of the states that have uh, that has uh, a good number of people registered to vote. Right under it is Idaho, which is the the I'm sorry, not Idaho, Iowa, which is. Uh, uh, which has the least number of people registered to vote, but still a high number, 70%. So we see in some states, according to the Brennan Center, a number of, of states where the registration has gone drastically down. And in a number of other states, we've seen the registration are high. So how do we explain that? And what does that mean? for the general election. It's something that we will debate on Monday to explain why some states are down, why some states are up, and what does it mean, and who does it benefit? Because obviously, when the registration, registered voter go down, and when the registered voter go up, a candidate, one or the other candidate, benefit of it. So who benefits of what? So we will discuss that on Monday. So I strongly encourage you to tune in on Monday when we discuss what is currently going on. You may recall that in uh, 2016, Donald Trump won over Hillary Clinton by 77 votes, uh, electoral college votes, that is. That was what differentiated the winner from the loser, the electoral college vote because Donald Trump lost the popular vote by 3 million voters. What we are seeing this year is the states that Donald Trump won handily in 2016, 
Let's take a look at a few of those states. Look at Arizona, the very first one. Donald Trump won Arizona 48-67 to Hillary Clinton 45-13. That was in 2016. Now, what do you see in 2020? Joe Biden is ahead 49 to Donald Trump 40. Take a look at it again. Donald Trump was almost 50% in 2016. This time, it's Joe Biden that's almost 50%. Donald Trump was 48-67. This time, Donald Trump is only 40%. Now, the election hasn't happened yet, but those are the polls that are giving us a, some, a snapshot of what exactly is in the horizon for the general election. Now, how does that compute in what we said earlier that there are some states that have seen a plummeting in the number of registered voters and a number of other states that have seen an increase in the number of registered voters. And those are the things that we will explain on Monday and for you to get a sense as to who is winning, who is losing. Are those numbers gonna change? And if yes, who is gonna benefit of those changes? Before we go, let's take a quick look at another interesting state that gave Donald Trump a win, but a very slight, slim win. Pennsylvania on the far right, third row, Pennsylvania was Donald Trump won 48-18 to Hillary 47-46. That's really a very slim margin. There were 20 electoral college votes to the state of Pennsylvania. Today, Joe Biden is leading by nine percentage points in Pennsylvania. We put the state in the same order so that you can see exactly where we're talking about. On the right, third row, Pennsylvania, Donald Trump 40, Joe Biden 49, 20 electoral college votes. Now, let's take a look at one last state for you to see where the, this whole thing is going. Look at the state of Texas, for instance. Donald Trump won Texas heavily, 52-23 to 43-24. 36 electoral college vote. That's a lot of college electoral vote to collect. That was in 2016. Now in 2020, Donald Trump is still 40, is still ahead, 46 to Joe Biden, 43. Now, as you already know that in the general election, it doesn't matter what margin that you win, if you win, you get all the electoral colleges, college votes. But the margin is, uh, the margin that Donald Trump is ahead in Texas is within the margin of error, which means there is still a possibility that we may see that Texas become a battleground state in 2020. In other words, we are heading towards the 2020 presidential election with the possibility that 
Indeed, Donald Trump will have to pack and leave the Oval Office. We are excited about that. As we mentioned, that Donald Trump is not worth the sacrifice of our nation. Donald Trump has done enough damage to our nation. And it is time for him to go. But what we are still saddened by is the percentage of the people that still supporting Donald Trump. 43%. It is a high number for people who have seen Donald Trump destroying our institution, who have seen Donald Trump shredding our constitution, who have seen Donald Trump alienating our allies, who have seen Donald Trump countering to our enemies, who have seen Donald Trump exacerbating the predicament in our nation, who have seen Donald Trump unable to even help those in need in the country, who have seen Donald Trump dividing the country to have 43% of the people in this United States of America still supporting Donald Trump. This is not something to be proud of. This is not something to feel good about. It is a crisis that our country ought to solve. Because yes, Donald Trump will lose the general election. Well, yes, Donald Trump will have to pack and leave the Oval Office. But those individuals who support Donald Trump are going to be left behind, still lingering the problem that have plagued the nation for more than a century. That there are enough individuals in the Republican Party who are still living in total ignorance, who will continue to listen to individuals who deceive them, individuals who mislead them and yet they will continue also to support those individuals this is a matter that the country ought to take in consideration this is a crisis for the united states of america and this is a crisis that we here at Sousa, we have an cage embark in a journey to help eradicate this problem in our country. We do not belong to a political party, but like all the Republicans who are patriot, like all the Republicans who have great common sense, who have decided to back up Joe Biden, we too have put our support behind Joe Biden so that we can redeem our nation. We can have a leader that will reinsert the United States as the leader of the world, who will re-engage our allies, who will put our enemies on notice, someone who will work once again to unite the United States of America, to unite American, someone who will once again 
elevate the office of the presidency. It's not Donald Trump. It's never going to be Donald Trump. It is time that those in the Republican Party who support him understand that Donald Trump is bad for America. I do hope you have a wonderful weekend and you can join me again on Monday when we continue to debate the numbers and explain what they mean and where we are heading as a nation. In the meantime, I do hope that you continue to listen to your health professional. The coronavirus has never left us. It tapered down for some time, but it is now in the increase. And a number of people have been falling sick. And as such, health professionals are again advising the country to take all the precautionary measures to protect yourself, to protect your families, to isolate yourself, and to make sure you stay alive so that you can watch history being made and you can watch Donald Trump being dragged out of the Oval Office and you can have the opportunity to see him paying for all the crimes that he has committed, not only against the United States of America, but against all the people he has defrauded, all the businesses he has defrauded. Have a fantastic weekend. Once again, my name is Mike Duchamp, and this is the Souza Program. Good day. That was an update through the prism of common sense. Join us again next week. I am MD, host of the Souza Program, the place for common sense. Send us comments, criticism, suggestions, or simply let us know how it works. Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful weekend. See you soon. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around And the rumpus and rock get so comfortable now Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow So I got an apartment across from the park Put quinoa in my fridge, still I'm not feeling great Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to Our podcast 
is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website, located at peoplebranch.org. That's P-E-O-P-L-E-B-R-A-N-C-H dot org. That's peoplebranch.org website in which you will find a number of very interesting articles. My name is Mike Duchenne, MD for short. I hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening, whichever it happens to be. Hopefully you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast. That was Suza, live from New York. Good day. Good day.